What's up, Bridgetown? This is Tyler Staten from Trinity Grace Church in Brooklyn, New York. Um, John Mark is a, such a close friend and really more like a brother to me. And so whether you know of us or not, you are family to us from across the country. And we are praying for you and standing with you in the midst of such a strange season. So much love to you from Brooklyn. There's an image that hangs above the little temporary desk that I've put in my bedroom, the the space that serves as an at-home office for me temporarily during this time of isolation. And I asked a, a friend of mine to sketch it for me, who's an illustrator. And it is the Apostle Paul on his knees with his hands clasped in prayer as his elbows rest on a prison cot behind locked bars. Here's the line that inspired that. For this reason, I kneel before the Father. That's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. I know it doesn't seem like much, but this prayer he prays goes on to flow like poetry. I mean, it culminates in those famous words, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. It's got that wide-eyed kind of hope and floor-rattling faith all over it. But here's the thing. The place Paul's praying those words from is inside a prison cell. The place he was kneeling before the Father is alone in prison. So when you read this prayer, don't picture him at a mahogany desk with a feather-tipped pen in his hand. Picture him kneeling on a cold stone floor with chains around his ankles and his elbows resting on a cot in his tiny cell. And what I notice about Paul's prayers, at least compared to my own, is that my prayers are often based on human needs, and Paul's prayers are always based on heavenly resources. There will always be human needs. Those will never stop. Prayer request time will never, ever run out of material. But Paul's prayers aren't based on the needs around him. They're based on the God he's praying to. That's why his prayers never sound like, and God, please help great Aunt Barbara's upcoming surgery on her toe fungus. They always sound like, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. It's not that God doesn't care about the toe fungus. It's that Paul is gazing on the magnitude of God and praying his being into this world, not praying this world into his being. He's praying heaven down to earth, not picking up a few pieces of earth and holding them up toward heaven. You see the difference? Paul's prayers always begin with the plentitude of heaven, not the needs of earth. So that's the picture I haven't been able to shake during quarantine. How in the world is Paul praying like this on his knees next to a cot behind bars? There's something alive in Paul in prison that's not in me, but I want it. Stamina. Spiritual stamina. Following Jesus during this pandemic has made me realize how much stamina my faith lacks. I mean, I'm great with inspiration. But inspiration shrivels up and dies in isolation. In isolation, only stamina will do. Back in early April, our entire church spent 24 hours praying and fasting for miraculous healing. We did a Zoom prayer hour at 3 a.m. and saw about 20% of our people show up to pray. At 
three in the morning on a Thursday to pray on the internet. And now, who knows how many days later, I'm struggling just to pray with that same kind of faith during my waking hours. The need for us at the moment is this. Don't get used to something God doesn't call good. Let me give you the quick theology of COVID-19 in the language of the Bible. It is evil. Let me say that a different way. COVID-19 is evil in the language of the Bible. Disease is a consequence of the fall, not part of God's design. Death is not part of the new heavens and the new earth. Isolation is a bad idea, according to God. Genesis opens with, it is not good that man should be alone. And then at the other end of the Bible is Revelation, which ends in a worship service with no masks or social distancing, where every tribe and tongue is present. The current constraints on the church are not good. And so I think the temptation for us at the moment is just to stop contending. Just put your feet up, get comfortable here. It's not changing anytime soon. And just wait this thing out. But the need for us as followers of Jesus at the moment is don't get used to something God doesn't call good. And so the Spirit's invitation to me in the midst of all of this has been totally uninspiring and completely normal. Just keep showing up. That's how you build stamina. You just keep showing up. This is 1 Corinthians 9. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Strict training. That's the uninspiring invitation to spiritual stamina. Because stamina happens when we train in the rain and the sun. You train when you get a full eight hours of sleep and when you had a late night and wake up tired. You train when all you've eaten is brown rice and celery the day before and when you had Indian last night and it's not sitting well. Just keep showing up. That's how you train to win the prize. And every admirable biblical life of faith had stretches of barely hanging on. Abraham was promised to be the father of a heavenly nation, but then found himself living as a senior citizen without a child. David was anointed as king, but then forced to live for years as a fugitive. Peter, James, and John were leading prayer in the upper room for 49 days before they were finally clothed with power from on high on day 50. It's Paul waking up from a dream to the sound of the guard's prison keys, and it's another morning behind bars, rolling out of his cot onto his knees and praying again today to the one who's able to do immeasurably more than I can ask or imagine. And he's praying that way not because he's feeling inspired, but because when inspiration runs out, he refuses to admit who he's talking to. Stamina. Don't get used to something. God doesn't call good. Here's how. Just keep showing up. You don't have to feel inspired. You don't have to have a breakthrough every day. Don't fake it. Just don't give in. Just keep showing up. The biblical story is not one for spiritual elites. 
It's not for those who have it all together. It's not for those who never doubt. It's not for those who never lose faith. It's for those who are barely hanging on, but refuse to let go. To all my friends in Portland, struggling to stay awake to faith, hope, love, and expectation that God really is able to do more than you can ask or imagine. Here's the invitation to faith that lasts in isolation. Just keep showing up.